everything I'm about to talk about is not about you guys. I just want you to know that how I see my audience is not, I care about what you think. So I thought this uh, episode might sound a little bit hypocritical, but it's definitely needed. Because in a way, I mean, unless you're forcing your thoughts onto other people, it doesn't really matter in the sense that we are social animals. So I'm all for anybody to come up to me and say to my face, I don't really agree with what you're doing here. And these are my thoughts on the subject. In fact, I invite this. I want people to come up to me and tell me what they think because I can learn from them. And that's very important. And people understand. I, I'm, a, I'm a small business owner. And I know the people around me, my friends and family, they understand. I mean, there's, there's certain things I might come to them and say, what do you think about this decision? Do you agree with me? Do you disagree? Do you think it's stupid? Do you think it's smart? Over and over again. And, and, and they'll, they'll say to me, oh, this is what I think. And then they'll leave it at that. And if I, if I take their advice and I do something with it, they're happy. If I don't take their advice and I don't do anything with it, they're also happy. Because they know that uh, as a business owner, and this is, this is a lesson on life, is you don't have to do what they say or do what they think, that you are your own person. So if somebody says to you, I think you need to change this about your life, you got to hope. I mean, if they're your friend or your family members, they're not going to push you on that. They're not going to you know, make it difficult for you if you don't do what they think. But you can take that advice for what it is. I mean, they just, they're, they care about you. They're trying to tell you something that they think would improve your life because they love you. Now, some people would take that as an insult and they would get angry at the, how dare you tell me what to do and uh, shake their fist at them or however they aggressively tell them, oh, you're wrong about this. It's the wrong way to react to it. So one of the, th the first things about stopping to care about what others think is to set yourself into a personality where the other person's advice is just that. It's a vice. And it doesn't, go, it doesn't need to go any farther than that. I mean, you can just basically ignore it, say thank you so much for the suggestion, and move on with your life. You don't have to debate them on it. You don't have to just, just take it for what it is. And that's, that's a great place to end that, that thought that they're going to give you advice to do it. And then maybe at first, if you set yourself in the mindset that your friends and family think they control what you're going to do at any given moment, they think that they have your best interest at heart and that you're going to follow it. You know, at first they might be taken aback that you just don't do what they asked you to. They might be a little bit upset, but that you, you keep a calm mentality over this. You know, keep coming back to them. Be be calm in their presence. Don't even mention it. If they want to talk, if it bothers them that much, they're, they're going to mention it to you. And again, you just stay calm and say, yeah, yeah, you know, no, I, I thought about what you said. You know, I, I really gave it some time. I sat down with those thoughts and it's really not what I choose to do in this moment. It's not going to, you know, help me in this moment. It's great advice. Thank you so much for that. But it's not what I'm looking for right now. It might, might be changing down the road. 
but thank you so much. It's not what I'm going to be doing. And usually they'll understand. I mean, if you, if you go back to them aggressively and say, how dare you tell me what to do, you SOB? I'm not, I'm not going to do it. In fact, I, I hate you. I hate your guts. That's probably the wrong way to go. Because remember, it, it came from a place that you, no matter how aggressive they were towards you, I know some people's family members, mothers, fathers, whoever, they can be a little more aggressive. It's just, the, you know, maybe it's part of their personality. They are just aggressive people. And it can come off as an attack. But don't, don't allow that. Because there is so much power in being, uh, quote, attacked and not reacting to it. I mean, just, just think of all the movies with the stoic leads in a movie, man or woman, and their calm reaction to the most stressful of situations. The first thing you think is, wow, yeah, that's a powerful person. So getting into the habit of not reacting in an angry way of judgment being thrown towards you, maybe in an aggressive manner, is, is, is so very powerful. I'd highly recommend that. I know it's not the easiest thing in the world as you, you know, constantly react with the mind. It's not going to be right off the bat that you're going to be able to do this. But down the road, if you, if you catch yourself enough times, you'll create the habit and then eventually you'll react with zero emotion in that moment, you know, giving you time to think about it. And then if you do need to react to it, you can react to it down the road in a very calm and thoughtful manner. That's, uh, you know, a great way to live. Now, overall, society has created this mentality that we need to look good to others. And I was hoping as the new generations came in that this would hopefully change. You know, I saw it kind of in the beginnings of social media you would see people posting videos about their life and you know, doing their little dances and doing whatever. And they would just be like expressing themselves. What's the famous saying that all the kids use these days? You do you. And I was thinking, okay, if, if they come up with that saying, you do you, it means you're accepting the other person for the unique structure that they have, the unique person that they are. And that's good. But then I, I, you see this kind of changing, right? I mean, it's, 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 it seems to be getting worse, at least to me anyway, that people more and more are focused on how they look to the world. And social media went from creative folks expressing themselves to a non-creative way of people just trying to seem like they're part of the group, part of the crowd, or trying to seem like they're better than the crowd, they're above the crowd, you know, the the, the phenomenon of uh, folks faking that they're rich, is standing beside expensive cars and saying that it's theirs, but it's not really theirs, or expensive houses is saying it's theirs, not really theirs, you'll fake it till you make it kind of thing. That's not the way I wanted to see that go. You know, I was I was hoping deep down that it would go the angle of us being able to express our unique creativities and not trying to in, to join the crowd. But then other things would come up, and uh, folks would have a lot of power in their judgments of attacking others if they were acting or doing something that they didn't agree with, and that was the the hardest pill to swallow. 
because now I know, I know for a fact that so many people out there are afraid to say certain things, afraid to express themselves in the unique way that they are. And that's, that's, you know, the main reason why I think it's going in the wrong direction. So I got a, a, a little mental exercise for you guys. Feel free to kind of just sit down right now, close your eyes and go along with me or do it later on. But if it was just you, just imagine that you lived in a world of just you. So thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of you. It's you cloned, copied, people who think the same way as you, who act the same way as you. What would you change about yourself? I find this, I find this with motivation and demotivation that your thoughts about what others think about you tend to factor into what you will do facing the public so that the stress and worry of what others think change who you are, change how you see the world and change how you act in the world. So if you think others think lowly of you, you're going to lose your motivation. You're then going to try and medicate yourself with drugs or pills so that you don't have to think about it. You know, constantly stressing about how you're not as successful as, you know, Johnny, uh, the guy who was in high school with you and was voted most sex successful or set to succeed fella. And he went off to university and uh, he became a doctor or whatever. And his mother talks to your mother is like, oh, my son Johnny is so great. He's helping people, et cetera, et cetera. And then you're like, well, I've, I flunked out of college. And obviously, if, you know, my mom thinks Johnny's better than me, that 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 hurts me very, very much. And it's this demotivation of thinking no matter what I do, I'm not going to be good as good as as Johnny. You're not even going to try. And then you switch to medicating yourself so you don't have to think about it. You know, so if you're just living with people who are just like you, what would that change? Because the people just like you aren't going to judge you. Because they are just like you. They know exactly what you're thinking. They'll know exactly what you're going to do. They all have the same, you know, creativities, the same thoughts. You know what they're thinking. Who would you be in a world without judgment? That's the main focus of the entire show. That's that basically just sums it all up. So you constantly think about others. And this is just not the way to live. And I don't, I don't blame you. And I, I, you know, I feel this way as well. So I don't blame myself for this because of the fact that there's just a lot of pressures in society today. I mean, me doing this podcast, there's pressure behind this, what I might say during, I don't, I don't really follow a script. I look at a bulleted point list of the things I want to talk about, and then I just go with it. And things I, I say might be taken the wrong way. That's totally fine. I try and approach this from an angle of love, and I hope that's what people can feel with it. I, you know, I care about where the world goes and, and how people are. So you constantly have that pressure of thinking, what are others thinking about me? How are they judging me in this moment? You know, me telling you guys, you know, my, my, my thoughts, my, the things that I've been taught over the years, trying to share it with the world, I might be thinking, you know, there's a fellow out there who thinks I'm nuts. 
They I talked about, uh, you know, death in the past or reincarnation. And they'd be like, oh, reincarnation is uh, crazy talk. And then, you know, if I focused on that, I wouldn't talk about it anymore. But I think there's so much beauty in that teaching and something's motivating me to share it. So I'm not, I'm not going to silence myself. I'm going to talk about it. And if I think it's going to help others, that motivates me even more. So I, I approach it from that point of view. Not from how others think about me and might be judging me, but instead, what do I have to say? What is my, as the kids say, truth in this? And that's what I share. Now, one of the most powerful, stoic beliefs that I've ever come across. It's the only one that I, I fully memorized. I fully do- dove into. I, I gave a lot of time meditation on this thought because it's so very powerful to think. So instead of saying to somebody, don't care what others think, which is you know almost zero help to them, instead they flipped it around, and this is like thousands-year-old teaching, saying that you can't control what other people think or do. And that's very powerful. I know um, is it Alcoholics Anonymous, that's part of their, their motto. Uh, the, the, the power to uh, see the difference between what you can control and what you can't control. And you need to notice that you can't control anything of what others think and do. So powerful. You know, it's like uh, we handle how we are not how they are. And I'll, I'll give you an example of this to show you how, how powerful it is. So if I were to go to somebody who I disagreed with and said, I disagree with you, you need to change, and I'm going to come back and I'm going to say the same thing to you every single day. How is that other pe- person going to look at me? They're going to look at me and say, look at this nosy, busybody. This guy, you know, he thinks he can control me. I'll show him. I'm not going to talk to him again or I'll, I'll punch him in his stupid face or whatever. That's the reaction they're going to get. I mean, just picture somebody doing that to you and you're like, I don't like that guy. And that's, I mean, that's an important teaching. So you constantly go into somebody trying to change them and they're going to hate you for it. And it makes sense because we want to be in control of our own lives. However, if you didn't do that, Unless somebody asked you, so somebody says to you, I need your help on this, and then you give your advice, but do it in a very non-aggressive way and just say, this is what I think, do what you will with it. And instead, you're controlling yourself in the sense that, you know, people are freaking out and saying, oh, the world's coming to an end and blah, 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 blah. And you just sit back and say, oh, that's uh, interesting, but you don't react to it. You know, the, the, the stoic character I mentioned earlier in the different movies you know, people are going to look at that person and be amazed. So you handle yourself. It's going to make you desired. You can handle yourself in a way to keep your emotions in check. I mean, you, you can feel them, but you don't have to share it with the world. You know, most folks, unless they're very close friends or family, don't want you venting to them. Oh, sorry, if they're close friends and family is one thing, but the other side is uh, people who are addicted to drama. But in a lot of cases, they might say that they're going to support you and they want you to be happy. But deep down, they're kind of happy you're going through that. Because if your life isn't perfect, it means their imperfect life is okay. And it makes them feel better about themselves. That's an unfortunate reality with not, not everyone, but with some folks. 
So if you can handle yourself, handle your own emotions, and keep yourself in a calm way, you know, still be supportive and still be em- uh, sympathetic, not empathetic, sympathetic, and and help others when they need help. That's almost the perfect life to live, and others will see that in you. It will motivate them to kind of emulate you and be like that because most people, that's what they want. They want to find out how to be calm because to be stressed and anxious is to live in pain, and that's not what folks want. So you control yourself and keep the fact that you can't control others. Again, if they ask for advice, give it, but you don't have to offer that. Even if they're, you know, bitching and complaining about whatever's happening in their life, about whoever, you can just nod along and say, oh, I'm I'm so sorry you're going through that. And just leave it at that. Most of them just want to be heard. Of course, as a friend who constantly do that, you might want to consider how much time you spend with them so that they don't, you know, bring too much uh, attention into your life. But the other side of it is, yeah, you say people go through stuff. You have friends who are, are wonderful friends and helpful and supportive friends. And then they have a hard time and they kind of change into the venter for a while. And that's totally fine. You know, definitely be there for them in that. So you you kind of sit back and be the calm one and only off the advice when it's asked and allow them, allow an ear for them to listen and, you know, sympathize with them. And that's the best way to be. Because as I mentioned, nobody loves a busybody. Nobody wants unasked advice. Nobody wants to be told, you know, your religious beliefs and given the doom and gloom as if you don't change. I grew up with that. I was I was raised Roman Catholic, and that's all it was. One of the reasons why I didn't really stay with it, and it wasn't just like one priest or one nun or one teacher or whatever. It was constant. It's the old thing that, you know, you need to act a certain way And you need to think a certain way. You need to follow these rules. Otherwise, you're going to go to hell. And I I found that very aggressive. I found that very negative. And I wanted wanted to seek out beliefs that were more positive. Because there's a reason we're living this life. And I don't think it's for suffering. I don't think this is some type of penance or punishment that we're receiving. I think life is a gift And I was trying to, you know, seek out the beliefs and the understanding that support that. Anyway, I'm getting off track here. So the idea is don't care about what others think or do because you have no control over it. Zero control. Very powerful method. So as I speaking of the method, I was was talking about uh, how to give your, your suggestions to another person. And I always say, it's like, it consist, keep the, the words light and non-aggressive in your head when you're talking to someone and they're, they're telling you their problems. And if they say to the end, oh, you know, it's so difficult, uh, what do I do? You know, how do, how do I help this situation? How do you fix it? And then if you can, you know, if you want to be aggressive, you could be, well, you know, punch that B word in the face. You know, that's, that's aggressive. But, you know, if you keep the words light and non-aggressive in your head, you can say to somebody who's like, oh, my boss is always treating me very poorly and is constantly putting me down and calling me names in front of the other employees. And it really, it really uh, bothers me. So you say, oh, you know what? You should quit and then call the guy an uh, and a-hole as you're walking out the door. That's aggressive. But if you think like non 
light, non-aggressive ways than it would be to approach the person. I would, I would give the suggestion in that scenario to approach the boss in private and tell them how you think and just say, I don't like the way that you treat me in front of the other employees. It makes me feel bad. I, I think about it all the time and I, 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 I think it needs, it needs to change. I mean, this is your boss. So you got to kind of be a little bit subservient. So by saying, I think and blah, blah, blah. And if they react in the way that they didn't realize, maybe they are having a bad time, some of the stuff that's going on in their life and they were, they were taking it on you. A good boss would say, oh, I had no idea. I'm so sorry. You know, I'll change that. And then you watch for the change. A bad boss will say, I don't care what you think. You're my employee. I can treat you however I want. Well, then obviously the next step to that is to get out of that job. Because that's a, a, a sort aggressive person who's abusive, you got to get away from them. So in that situation, you come back to the original teaching that we can't control what other people think and do, and you can only control what you do. If the person's not going to change, and you can't handle it, and you don't want to fight back, because you probably get fired anyway, then you just leave. You get out of that job, or maybe you want to be fired for the severance package, and then you can kind of. <laughs> Sorry, it gets aggressive in a way, but you can kind of push back. Just keep that in mind if you if you publicly push back on them and, uh, you know, let them fire you, then you get a severance package, but then it looks bad on your... I'm just saying. Uh, I just... I just I Don't come to me for, for business and employee advice. I'm not the right guy for that. I'll just stick with the emotional side of things. But people won't change. I mean, no matter how you give your thoughts, aggressive, non-aggressive, whatever, if a person doesn't want to change, they're not going to change. So it all comes back to that original teaching is that you can't control it, what other people think or do, unless they want to change. I mean, if they're asking you for the advice, maybe they do, but who knows, your advice might not resonate with them. You know, your advice isn't the be-all, end-all, it's just what you think. So that's how I see that. But in, in the end, I mean, no matter what your life is, how it's, how it's running in this very moment, you're okay. Don't forget that. I mean, that's the most important teaching that I could ever do in any of these podcasts is to say that you're okay. I mean, you could, you could have a situation that's not as, air quotes, uh, good as Johnny, but your situation is perfect for you. Now, if you're living in pain and you're living in suffering and you think that's causing issues and blocks with what you could become in the future, then definitely change that. I highly recommend improving yourself, finding your passion in life, the reason you were put on this planet, the thing that's going to get you up in the morning excited to work, of finding that. That's the most crucial thing. They should be teaching that in school to children. Find the thing that you're best at because we all have a skill that we're better than everybody else at. And if you find that, you're going to be excited to wake up in the morning and become a master in it. So I'll highly say, you know, if you're living a life that's not in your passion, not excited to get up in the morning, then change is very important. But if you are, if you're happy with your situation, I mean, deep down happy, excited to get up in the morning, not doing any drugs, not drinking any alcohol to try and forget you're just happy then no matter how much space you live in how much money you have 
how old your car is, how simple your life is. It doesn't matter because you can be grateful for the things that you have that make you happy. And no matter what other people say, it's not going to matter because you have enough. So I'm a big fan of this. I don't live in a mansion on a hill. In fact, I look at folks who live in a mansion on a hill and I see the stress that comes along with that. And I'm like, I don't want that life. Because I think the, what's the old adage is uh, I've said before, more money, more problems. And I don't want more problems. I want less problems, little problems. That's what I want. (laughs) So, I mean, it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm content. You know, if you're comfortable, you have enough to eat, you have a space to live in that's, you know, that you're, you know, happy with. You got nice people in your life surrounding you, caring family, caring friends. What else do you really need when it comes down to it? Because the the same bliss that is found in the uh, arrogance of expensive things of designer things, you know, which I, I find to be a huge scam, but the, the bliss that's found in that and being able to afford whatever you want can be also found in extreme calm and passion. Your excitement of getting up in the morning is more pleasurable than any brand new cell phone could possibly give you or, or a brand new car or whatever, because with those, those, uh, material things, that feeling fades. But the, having the bliss of being able to wake up every morning and, and do what you love in life, I mean, that never fades. You keep doing it, you master it, and then people will come to you. They'll want that part of that, a part of that uh, the skill that you've honed over the years with something that you're passionate about. As you know, it's something that you're doing something you're not passionate about, you're never going to master. You're never going to become the best at it. Find your passion, you're going to want to do it day and night. And in turn, become the best. A couple quotes for you before I take off. First quote. I'm going to try and say the guy's name first because I, I don't want to say the quote and then try to say the name because it's a, a, a pretty long name. Uh, I hope I'm not murdering this. Uh, Mokokoma Mokona Anna. That's the fellow's name. Seriously. Uh, but it's a great quote. Quote. Our caring about what others think about us is one of the pillars of the economy. Now, what does that quote mean to you? Now, I've I've sat down and I thought about it. I think I know what it means. And for me, it's about the society's addiction to image. So there's so many different businesses, different economies, different ways to make money surrounding your image. So how you look to others is so important to you that you're going to spend money on it. I mean, the obvious example in this is for uh, mostly women is uh, makeup. So they'll spend hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars every month just to get the best kind of makeups that look them, make them look the best uh, to their friends, to their spouses, to other people you know, potential love interests. It's all about image, right? And the same thing with designer items, which I kind of crapped on a few couple minutes ago. Uh, the idea that you can slap a name on something. Like I can, let's take a purse. You know, it's obviously for women. Not, I don't carry around a purse. 
nothing against guys who do. I think they have ones out there called Merces. They kind of look cool. But let's say a, a woman's purse. It, you can get a well-made purse for maybe $100, $200. It can be made from real leather. It could have double stitching. Uh, it could have uh, you know uh, great reviews and last you for 10, 20 years and not even fray or fall apart. You know, you can get a great quality purse like that for a couple hundred bucks. But you take that great quality purse and you slap the name Prada on it, and all of a sudden it's three to ten thousand dollars. What the hell is that? Like I don't, I don't get that. I never understood that. I, I maybe it's because I look at it from a high, but I know it's just it's it's a flex. If I have a Prada bag versus the two hundred dollar you know lesser known bag. I can then say to others, I have a Prada bag. And by me being able to gloat about having this, it's it's a status symbol. The same same thing with people who drive the uh, Mercedes and the, the BMWs. You know, you can you can say to others, oh, I drive a Mercedes. But I, I'm going to tell you right now that a good quality Toyota or a Honda is even more reliable than a Mercedes and a BMW. It's going to last you longer. It's going to be a nicer drive for that time. It's going to cost you less in repair bills. So, I mean, there's really no point. I mean, you see, you take a, a luxury car like a Tesla, and that's different because a Tesla offers something that other cars don't, from not needing gas to being basically a spaceship, all the different uh, amazing technologies that are inside of it. So having a Tesla, it can be a status symbol, but it could also be just because you want to, you know, whatever. You want to have this this amazing, unique car. But the difference between the Mercedes and the Toyota, it's not there. Yeah, maybe the Mercedes is a little more comfortable, but it still gets you from point A to point B. And unless you're, you know, driving long distances all the time, who gives a crap? And I'll tell you, I mean, the Toyotas, they're, they're comfortable too. They got that lumbar support. They got all the same. The stand. I think you can get it in leather as well if that's what you want. So I'm just saying in a sense that... Um, how we present ourselves to society is a big part of needing those name brands. You know, feeling that you're better than others because you have them, that's not a reason to spend that extra money. So I know those companies, they make a lot of profit off of that, so they won't like me saying it, but that's the thing. It's a scam when it comes down to it. A second quote I want to mention is a good one. It's from a woman named Donna Goddard. And yes, it's a tad bit on the negative side, but I wanted to add it in because it's, uh, it's a good point. Quote, It is only when we are far enough along to realize the sorry strait that most people are in that we lose our concern about what other people think. And like I said, kind of negative. Because, you know, saying other people are in sorry states, I, I don't like that part of it. But it does, it does give a point in, in another regard is that when you're thinking about people giving advice and you're seeing their lives on social media, they're only presenting the best parts of it. They, they are just as confused as the rest of us. They are just as in the dark about reality as the rest of us. They have the same trials and tribulations we do the same, you know, tough points. And if they're constantly flexing and, and putting all this good stuff, it, it could even mean that they're in, in a sense, quote, worse off than you are. So when they come to you with the advice, 
I think deep down for many people, it's something that they want themselves. I mean, I could, I could basically say that for this. I'm, I'm giving this advice on the podcast here. I'm doing this for a reason. I'm giving you guys advice and I'm talking about teachings I've learned over the years. And it's partly serving me because these are the things that I want to be more masterful on, that I want to remember and have set in my subconscious so that it's always there to grab. That's actually one of the main reasons why I do this podcast. I don't know if that's the reason a lot of people do podcasts, but it's, it's the old adage of you can learn something and you can think about something, but that to set it in mind, it's good to teach something. And, uh, you know, this is a double, a double whammy for me is that I can teach something and at the same time, you know, set it in my subconscious, but I can also help you guys if I'm hoping that some of the stuff I'm talking about is making you feel good and giving you some uh, things that you can add to your life, whether you want to or not. Again, I can't control <laughs> what you think or do, but that's a good idea here is to understand that other people aren't perfect. And they can give you your advice and you might be able to use it, you might not, but you don't need to take it because you think their life is better than yours. Because even if they're rich, even if they're powerful, even if they have that Prada bag, I mean, in the end, they're all just, you know, have the same scared feelings, scared thoughts, you know, fearful moments in their life and you know they, they probably have people in their life also giving them advice <laughs> this is almost like a domino effect here everybody's knocking down everybody else and it's not the best way to live so i look at this quote and i say yeah it's kind of negative but it's a very powerful thought to know that other people are just like you you know scrambling through this thing we call life this thing we call reality and trying to find the best way to navigate it and yeah, I mean, there might be amazing gems in the advice that they give you, but I think overall in the end of the main teaching of this is that you can take it or you can leave it. And that's the best way to go. You just use the things that you think are best for yourself. And then, you know, the other things can be just forgotten or disposed of. Anyway, that's it, everyone. I really hope you're enjoying this podcast. I know it's brand new. Uh, hopefully it grows more as I, I do more shows every single week on Monday mornings. And now, please, if you like it, it's a really easy way to support me. Uh, just give me a review. You can go on Apple, Spotify, however you listen. Uh, just give a review. Tell me what you think. It helps me improve how I talk to you guys. And, of course, it helps others to find my show. Thanks, and I'll talk to you next week.